Hello, welcome to Faith, Coffee, and a Kid podcast. This is your host, Cherie, and it has been entirely too long. Um, The last time that I've been on the podcast was in January, and I thought I would be on every week, and I had all these plans, and then, of course, life came in and literally turned that upside down, topsy-turvy, in a way that I never, ever expected. Um, February was pretty much the shortest month, but the longest month of my life. And so that is for another podcast. I do want to talk to you about that absence and kind of the barrenness of this season that I'm in, but the blessings that are in between. But today I want to talk to you about something really practical, and that is spring cleaning. And the reason I want to talk about the practicality of this um, idea of spring cleaning is I've noticed that in this particular season that I'm in, it's really for it's really important for me to focus on the things that I can change, right? That are kind of in my control that um, help me to feel better, to feel clearer. And one of those things is my physical space, right? So when my physical space is um, and it doesn't have to be spick or span, spick and span, but when my physical space is clean and uncluttered, I find that I have more time, um, more margin, margin to do the things that I actually need to do to spend the time with people I love. And that has been really important to me in the last couple months. And so I wanted to talk to you today about a blog post that I did on Faith, Coffee, and a Kid. I hope you're subscribed. If you're not, um, please go over and subscribe. I'd love to have you over there and leaving comments and um, getting the newsletter, which has lots of tips in that will resume this month. But my latest blog post, which is today, um, was five tips to make spring cleaning simple plus a checklist download. Now, I love a good PDF, guys. I love Canva. And so this spring cleaning checklist is really like one of the favorite, my favorite things that I've done um, because I feel like we can get pretty overwhelmed quickly when we talk about cleaning and especially if you're doing a deep dive like spring cleaning, right? So I wanted to talk to you today about these five tips that I have found that has made life a lot easier for me. So it's almost March 20th, right? We have about, well, it's not almost, but we have in a few weeks, we're going to be saying goodbye to old man winter and hello to brighter, springy, um, warmer days, right? And I'm looking forward to that. And so I thought, why not do a blog post to get a jump start on spring cleaning and kind of thinking about how you want to go into this next season. So now when I say spring cleaning, I know a lot of people get really, really overwhelmed because what they're thinking about is like stripping their house down to the bare bones and tearing everything apart and rearranging and all this deep cleaning. And listen, if that's what you want to do, that's great. But that's not necessarily what um, this podcast is about, right? This is about looking and really thinking about creating a plan so that your home is comfortable for you, that you're prepared, right? That there's some order in your life, that if somebody comes by, you can invite them in for tea now that the mandates are, you know, starting to lift a little, right? We can start to 
show that hospitality. And I, that is something I really have missed in COVID is just having people over for dinner or just, you know, sitting, watching a movie with friends. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. And what I have learned in this particular season that I'm in is that when I am overwhelmed with the other stuff in life, right? Like when serious things are happening, having some sense of peace and like order in my day to day really helps my mental space. So these five tips I'm going to give you today, I hope that they make spring cleaning less daunting and they encourage you to get started early. Okay, tip number one is create a plan. One of the biggest mistakes that we make is we jump in blind, right? We just kind of go from room to room and we're like, okay, I'm going to do this. And then we're spending some time there and then we're gone and then nothing really gets done. All successful endeavors start with a plan, right? So think about it. Maybe not every room in your house needs a deep spring cleaning. Maybe it's just that spare bedroom or the garage that's your Achilles heel or the unkept yard, right? After winter, you know, wreaks havoc on it. Take a moment to devise your plan of attack by taking inventory in your home. So think about these questions. What room needs a deep dive spring clean? What days and time blocks can you carve out to focus on spring cleaning? So, you know, obviously we work, we have um, families, we have dinner to make, we have extracurricular activities, we have church. We have a lot going on in a 24-hour period, seven days a week, right? But think about the days and time blocks that you can actually carve out to focus on spring cleaning so that you're not just, you're being more intentional about it, right? So it's not like it's interrupting your day. Instead, you're planning for that period of your day to be taken up by, and we're going to talk about this, um, a time increment to focus on one area, Another thing to think about when you're creating your plan is, are you getting the family involved? Are you involving your kids? And to think about what that looks like. Is that going to look like, you know, are they specifically responsible for just their room? Or maybe it's like, you know, a yard thing where everybody is involved. Um, And the other question is, what's your spring cleaning goal? Okay, I do believe that when you have an end goal in mind, it keeps you motivated when you're burned out and you're ready to like stop. So give yourself a goal of what area, for example. So say if you choose just one area to spring clean and it's your kitchen, think about what's your end goal for that kitchen. Is it that all your cabinets are cleaned out, right? Or is it you know, your refrigerator is finally, I mean, cleaned out and organized the way that you want it. Um, Or maybe it's like a really deep dive on your floors. So think about that goal in mind and have a picture, a vision of what that looks like to keep you motivated. Okay, tip number two is focus on one space at a time. I have a problem doing with this just in general in life, okay? I'm a bunny trailer by nature. So I can easily lose focus and then what happens is I get really frustrated and I kind of just um, stop, right? And we don't want to do that. We want to keep going. So one of the ways that I find um, that is helpful for me is to not focus on a ton of different things at one time. So choose one room at a time and then focus on that, okay? So... If it's your 
den, focus on your den for the first, you know, maybe it's a short um, plan where you're only spending like a day in there or two days, but make sure that you have a plan so that you're not going from room to room, getting frustrated and then saying, okay, I'm done. Okay. So the next tip that I have is be equipped with the tools you need. Be efficient. Okay. So have everything you need at your fingertips. Nothing slows us down with progress more than when we're unprepared. Preparation is key. Take a moment to gather your cleaning supplies. You know, if you're cleaning out a room or a closet, get your three bags to throw away, give away, and put away, especially when you're decluttering. And anything else that's going to help you get your room in tip-top shape. But be equipped with the tools that you need before you actually dive in. Tip number four is set a timer. I have made a number of blog posts about, or, or wrote a number of blog posts about just cleaning and chores. And one of the things that I swear by is setting a timer. Now, I like the idea of having a time, um, a, a time block, right? So I don't want to spend two hours in one room. That's exhausting. And, and, and it feels overwhelming, right? And it, it feels like you're just never going to get done. And by the time you actually are done with that room, after you spent like two hours in there, you're kind of like, okay, I'm not sure if I want to do this anymore. So break it down into 15 to 20 minute increments and set a timer. Now, if I know I have 15 minutes, I'm going to be super focused on the task and maximizing the time I have. And it's fun to beat the clock, right? So do this time blocking for every room in your house that you plan to spring clean. So for example, a plan might look like this. So say if you're cleaning your bathroom, Monday, spend 15 minutes cleaning out the medicine cabinet. Tuesday, spend 15 minutes cleaning out the bottom of your sink. Wednesday, 15 minutes getting rid of like ratty old towels and washcloths and anything that you don't need. That's like, you know, for your body, right? Like I know like sometimes we have these old like scrungy sponges, things like that. Just get rid of them. Um, Thursday, 15 minutes deep cleaning your toilet and sink. And then Friday, 15 minutes cleaning your tub, your towels, and laundering your liner and your shower curtain. Easy peasy, right? So that's kind of an idea of how you can, you know, break it down into time blocks so that it's not overwhelming. Okay, the last tip is really important, especially if you're a single mom, because I find that sometimes it's easy. Well, yeah, it is easier for me just to do it on my own, right, and get it done. But let me just say this. We are not doing our children a service when we don't allow them to participate because it doesn't teach them how to um, work in a family unit, right? And our kids will be on their own one day, God willing, and they'll either have a roommate or a spouse or a partner. And it is really important that they learn these basic skills in our home. You're not an island unto yourself, so get the kids involved and delegate, okay? You might get pushback, but don't give in. Getting your kid involved is really a way to prepare them when they leave the nest. And it nurtures a sense of like, family responsibility, right? Um, and make it fun. You know, one of the things that you can do as a family, like I always say, cleaning the yard is a big one. I 
I personally do not enjoy cleaning the yard. I love having a yard and the idea of it, but going out and raking all those leaves and cutting the grass, it is like torture to me. And I actually do hire somebody to cut our lawn for 40 bucks. And it's literally the best 40 bucks I ever spent. But like raking the leaves, for example, if you have, and I'm a family of two, but if you have like a few kids or just a family of two, you can, you know, put together a 15 minute plan a day, or maybe it's on the weekend and you guys have an end goal in sight. Maybe it's getting all those leaves up, or maybe it's cleaning your porches off or whatever that is. And then at the end of that, have a reward like ordering pizza or going to a movie, something fun that you can celebrate this accomplishment together. Another thing to keep in mind when you're delegating with kids, and this is especially with like their age group, right? Because older kids are going to have a little bit more insight in what they need to do. Well, sometimes um, than smaller kids, but you can get smaller kids involved as well. Don't you know, don't count them out because I'll tell you what, my daughter was super, super helpful when she was really young. Now, eh, I mean, she is, but it's not to that level because there's this sense of eagerness to help mom, right? But here's three things to keep in mind. One, be clear on the task. Don't say clean your room and leave it at that, okay? Because nothing's really going to get done the way you think. Be really specific. So for example, if they have bookshelves in their room, and you want to, you know, the bookshelves there, the, the books are falling out and you want that shelf cleaned, tell them to take off, take any book off the shelf that they don't read and that they want to give away. The more targeted your ask is, the less room there is for misunderstanding and frustration. Two is to give them the tools and instruction they need. Just like you want to be prepared with all your, your tools that you need to get going, you want to make sure that they have the tools that they need as well. So using our bookshelf example, make sure they have a box for the books. If you want them to, you know, wipe down the shelves and give them the cleaning supplies to do so. Um, If you have younger kids, it's really important to show them how to do it so they don't end up frustrated. You know, it's funny because my daughter has always been kind of this old soul And I just assume that she knows how to do certain things. And like, even to this day, she's like, I I don't know how to do that, you know? And I'm like, why? Why don't you? But I realized like she's a kid. And so we sometimes give our kids a little bit too much credit and thinking they know how you want something done or how it should be done without giving them the instruction. Okay. Now, when you do this though, you want to make sure that you're not like super critical Um, especially with younger kids, because you want to encourage them to continue to do this as they grow older. So one of the things that I do say is like, get it as good as it's going to get and leave it alone, you know, and give them the encouragement and say, hey, good job, instead of like being really critical. Even if you're somewhat of a perfectionist, like don't project that onto the kids. It's really damaging. Okay. Um, The third thing is, you know, goes along with this is don't overwhelm them. Um, dole out tasks that are age appropriate and don't overwhelm them. Um, kids are not like us, right? Like I'm a multitasker. I can do a lot of stuff at one time, which is not always the best thing, but I can get a lot done if I want to, right? If I'm really intentional about it, 
Kids don't always work like that. So you want to make sure that you're not overwhelming them with a ton of different things to take on and you want to make it fun. So you're not going to ask them to clean the garage in the day, right? Like you want to break the task down into those 15 minute increments, make it doable, make it clear and make sure you do something fun at the end. So those are my five tips for you to get started. Um, and to quickly recap, you want to create a plan. So take inventory of your home, decide what rooms you want to tackle, decide what type of cleaning you need to do. Maybe it's just decluttering. Maybe it's a deep dive, right? Maybe it's like cleaning those baseboards. Um, maybe it's cleaning out that garage, but really think about it. You may not want to tackle every room in your house. Um, maybe it's just that one room that's been like driving you crazy. So take inventory and think about what it is that you want to accomplish and create a plan. Focus on one space at a time. Tip number two, listen, don't try to take on everything at one time. Um, you know, one of the things that I do suggest is starting out with something really simple, like cleaning out your junk drawer, right? In 15 minutes, because what you can do then is that once you get that win, you're kind of motivated to keep on, right? To keep on going. Um, so if you're one of those rare birds, though, who do better by tackling the most difficult task first, that's great. Do what works for you. Um, number three, be equipped with the tools you need. Preparation is key. Be prepared to tackle the room and have everything you need at your fingertips. Set a timer. Tip number four, 15 to 20 minute increments. Um, there, is a, there are those times maybe you just keep going and that's great but give yourself at least 15 to 20 minutes and carve it out. Be intentional about getting that room done. Tip number five, get the family involved. You're not an island into yourself, so get the kids involved and delegate. Remember to be clear on the task, give them the tools they need, make it fun, and don't overwhelm them. Now, if you go over to my Facebook group, I mean, not my Facebook group, Actually, you can go over to the Facebook group as well. But if you go onto the website at faithcoffeeandakid.com, you can download the checklist. And the checklist is really um, a way for you just to kind of keep track of what you're doing, keep you on task. And there are under each um, heading. So there's the kitchen, the bathroom, a dining room, the living room. Um, bedrooms, entryways, gar garage and basement, outdoor space, miscellaneous. All of these have headings with little um, tasks that you can just check off and also to kind of give you a guide to go through because sometimes we don't even know where to start, right? So go over to Faith Coffee and Kid, download that spring cleaning checklist, share it with your friends, and I hope that you create the space that gives you so much joy and so much peace. And I hope you get to have some friends over for coffee or dinner or tea or whatever that is. And I would just want to leave you with this one little um, quote. It's by Donna Otto from Modern Homemakers. And she says, it's not what you do that makes you tired. It's what you don't do. So with that in mind, go out there, sprinkling that house, and I hope you have a great day.